good stormy evening, Monadnock region, and welcome back into the Space Lounge. This is Go Mo Tonight, the Monadnock region's only weekly, generally, local interest comedy podcast. I'm here as your host, Chris DiLoretto, joined by my sole co-host this week, Zoe Roten-Heinzman, as our good buddy Sam is enjoying some family time in the great state of, all caps, Maine. And he's not, contrary to rumors that may start, too busy hunting down Ledger transcript reporters that steal his ideas to join us tonight. No, no, no. He's on vacation. Well-deserved vacation, mind you. We are recording tonight. It is Monday, March 7th, 2022. And, uh, as I mentioned in the intro there, it's uh, we had some power issues even getting on to record tonight. Um, it was a little flicker. Wi-Fi went out um, due to the power for a second. Yeah. Um, Unexpected so, hurricane blew through. Yeah, it's what it felt like. It's what I was out driving in it, too. It wasn't fun. There's was fog. There was rain. There was, there was rushing waters coming down Temple Mountain. It was very dramatic. Very, Sebastian Ember could write a book about it. Um, but, um, you know, uh, hopefully it seems like from the sounds of it, that the worst is past. So hopefully we don't get interrupted during this broadcast, but I think we are in adequate shape at the moment, but, uh, we did miss last week. Many apologies. Um, there, and and we're recording this, this episode a little bit late, but this is going to come out on time. So we will have only missed a single week. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, and then we'll be back on track. You know, once in a while, we just need a a week off. But I had, um, I wanted to go watch the Celtics um, one night, and then we failed to reschedule it. And then um, we were going to reschedule it early in the week last week, but um, I had um, some problems in my yard. Um, the the <laughs> There was a failure of my well pump system. Uh, it's my first... My first big milestone in people's lives, my first like homeowner disaster, um, just the, like chickens coming home to roost all at once on a Monday morning. It was bad. We had no water for most of the week. And so I just wasn't really in very good condition to s- sit down and have a nice space lounge conversation. It just it couldn't be done. <laughs> so, um, but we we are... Very glad to be back. Yes, and you're you're now clean and well hydrated. I'm clean. Yes, you can see you, I, you survived I, the storm. You are prepared for nuclear disaster. Oh, I yes. heard this came in the mail today. From sorry, I didn't buy local on this, guys, but I don't think there's an option for that. This is from Amazon.com. This is see if the camera can pick this up here. This is uh, potassium iodide. These are my radiation pills. So. When the bombs rain down to like eliminate the um, the entire northeast megalopolis, you know, like they're not going to fall directly on here. And there's like a good chance that we don't get incinerated. But there's also a great chance that like a whole bunch of radiation can blow like our way. And that's when you want to protect your thought. Are these your thyroid? I don't know if I'm pointing in the right so, place, but some, whatever. Yeah, yeah somewhere in, in here, right? <laughs> thyroid, right? Um, protect your thyroids. And that's what this element, that's what this... It's not an element, it's two elements, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> these two elements combined, this compound here, um, blocks 
radiation from getting into your thyroid. And so it can help you survive in the post-apocalyptic dystopia without immediate cancer. Um, and I've got, how many of these do I have? I got 14. That's a really random number. I don't know why they sell them in quantities of 14, but that's what I have. Um, you only need one a piece for people. So, you know, oh, that's I got, good to know. Yeah, Hopefully I'll so you, make your top 14 because you can't buy them right now. Them. I mean, I only need five, you know, um, unless I give my parents some, I should, they, you know, I should give them some. Th- they should go above me. That's fine. Yeah. As long as I'm but in that still room. There's still top room. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because you I'm, bought like, the last drums, pack like, on Amazon, I, said I, I think. I said I would cover the Chronopolises too if, if, um, if Charlie can't grab some online. So where, where are we at here? Oh jeez! Um, actually, no, that's enough. All right, so they're all spoken for, including my parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to your siblings. Um, you couldn't get them to them anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I don't know. Like, I don't know if they carry that in front. I mean, my sister's a pharmacist, you know, so like, I don't know if they carry that. But if you know what I mean, like, if anybody could find some anti-radiation pills in a pinch, like, she probably could. She could probably right. find them. Yeah, I, hope, that makes I, sense. I like to think. And James in Arkansas, I mean, he's too far away. I mean, they, right. they, I don't, I don't even know if they'd bother bombing out there. But if they did, um, he'll have to, he'll have to grab. Maybe I'll get him some for um, Father's Day. Well, you better order them now. What I'm saying is, like, they're gone uh, now. Everybody uh, oh, had your same idea. Oh, are they? They're really gone now. Gone. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm glad I grabbed him when I did then. Um, <laughs> yeah, like back ordered till May or something. Holy shit! Oh wow! All right. Well, so you can get the Father's Day gifts in. You know, order now. Be, maybe I shouldn't be announcing that I uh, <laughs> that I have that I have these here. Um, they're going to go in my safe, uh, and it only opens via a combination, an electronic combination. So you can't like kill me and t- steal my thumb to open it. Mm. Um, you need my mind intact. And this isn't the one that the kids were like hacking with a pencil the other day. No, not that one. No, no, no. This is my good, my good floor safe. Um, and, um, yeah. So the, um, it'll be secured. It'll be secured. And, um, and, and hopefully we don't have actual nuclear war. Um, but, just in case, I'm protecting my thyroid, uh, and you know we'll we'll take it one day at a time from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, aside from nuclear war in the in the potential um, precautions thereof, the top story in. The region this week is um, is still, I think, definitely the proposed plans for and the response thereof to the Peterborough uh, fire station plan. Uh, however, however, we're going to hold off talking about that anymore. We've already said a great deal about this subject, and um, not to spoil the surprise, but it's it's already in the works and it'll it'll be coming in in the next few days. If it's not, it it's possible it could be attached to this episode, um, but probably will be a special standalone episode. We are in the process of scheduling none other than 
Fire Chief Ed Walker to come on the program to explain the proposal directly and um, and and kind of uh, you know he he's been he's been great hosting a number of uh, public information sessions uh, that have you know been as I understand it very vibrant um, very uh, spirited I believe and um, I actually um, I really appreciate the way. Um, I've seen a couple of other members of the fire department doing this too. They, they are doing a pretty good job of um, um, staying on message and, and promoting their proposal and, and trying to um, listen, I think, for what are the ways that we could make the proposal something that uh, people could vote on, you know? So really looking forward to that, but let's hold off on any more of that. Um, I've had a lot of great conversations with people in the last um, couple of weeks on this topic. I think that probably, and this, this sounds corny, but I actually do mean it sincerely. I, I really like how um, engaged people are on the topic. This is great. I think it's, I think it's really good that everybody is in an animated fashion talking about a necessary public building project. I think that it means that if nothing else, even if it fails this year, we're, it's going to happen. I, th- I think that the ball is rolling here. The momentum is, is going to be gained. And as I said in the last program, um, even if I may have strong reservations about the proposal as it stands today, I am in favor of a fire station and I intend to vote for one and it should be a nice one. It should be a nice fire station. I don't know if it needs a green roof. It should be a nice fire station though. Um, you know, and one of the people that I've talked to in many settings is our, our good friend and um, esteemed select board member, Bill Taylor, um, you know, who, ha- who himself has been extremely passionate about the subject and um, we need his spirit. And Bill, if you're listening to this, we need you to run again for office. And he's, he's been, he's been waffling on this subject, but he's, his first term is coming to an end and he's, uh, has not declared yet. Uh, if he's going to run and bill we here at this program will come right out and say that we believe that you we we need you to run but in any case uh he he's been doing his job out there and and really listen again just like members of the fire department listening to people um defending the the town and the things that that are being proposed from some criticisms that he has viewed as as unfair and um, but one thing that he, and, and I, I don't think he would mind me um, saying this on the program, repeating it, because I've seen him say this in multiple different places, very publicly. He, he's he's um, very, very passionate on this one point, which is to say, and, and folks out there listening should hear this, that this plan is not set in stone, not in terms of dollar amount, not in terms of anything else. It's not on the ballot yet. It's, you know, the time to make revisions is relatively short, but um, still, there's two months until we vote on this. And um, so bear that in mind. That's why they're having all of these public information sessions and, and fostering all of this dialogue, because I do think that everyone from the town administrator on down is, um, is willing to work on this, I think, to make it palatable. So let's, let's table it there for now. And yeah. um, we'll talk to Chief Walker and yeah. get some more perspective. I also just want to second what you said about Bill. Whatever you think, whatever the content of what he's saying, he's been spending hours and hours on this, which is like really great. It's just like explaining things to people, which is yep. really awesome. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yep. And I think, um, I, I, it's, well, I, I do see eye to eye with Bill the majority of the time, but Bill himself would tell you that I, I don't agree with him and haven't agreed with him on everything, but he is a top notch select board member and I wouldn't vote for anybody over him. Um, so hopefully my wife doesn't run against him because that would be awkward, but, um, I'm, I'm voting for Bill no matter what. Um, it's, you know, I am, a, I'm a partisan on this, on this, uh, on this subject. Um, he, he, you know, um, ran for office, I think having, you know, there, there was no possible way for him to know what was in store for his first term as a select board member. And I think that he has busted his ass and risen to every challenge, um, that has come, uh, his way. And, uh, I agreed. find it very hard to believe that there will be a challenger who is anywhere near, anywhere near that. So Bill, we need you to run again, please. Even when I disagree um, with you, um, we, we love you here and, uh, and we'll have him back on. And also one thing that I was, that did occur to me over the last week, this is kind of a non sequitur. It's not really related to the topic at hand, but uh, you know, we now have a situation where, we have had two of the three select board members on the program, and the only um, member who hasn't been on is, I believe, the chair of the select board, uh, Mr. Tyler Ward. So, Tyler, I don't know if you listen to this program. I um, haven't heard a lot from Tyler. Tyler's been real quiet uh, with me lately, but if you do listen to this program, Tyler, you can expect me to be reaching out to you soon because, you know... We should round this out. And of course, you know, I, I, I haven't gotten a lot of complaints directly, but I often wonder sometimes because we, we have aspirations that go beyond this, you know, but we do talk about Peterborough politics and issues and elected officials far more than other towns, but it's mostly a proximity thing. Sam is in Temple, but he, he works here and is here a lot in, in he's kind of right in the mix and we live right here in in town and we're it it is difficult we we try to punch above our weight a little bit but it is difficult for us to really be in tune with what's going on in in all of the other towns so we do encourage anybody who's on here who is listening who is sick of all this peterborough crap please contribute you know we would we would like to have you on and and hear your take on the issues in Ringe, the issues in Dublin, in Temple, you know, uh, we would love to have correspondence and guests and, and coverage of all of that. So we're going to do the best that we can, but this does kind of lead me into a little segue though, about, um, <laughs> if we, if we want to do broad based political coverage across the region next year, <laughs> in 2023 for local elections. We need to get the jump on it much sooner because apparently we are just learning Peterborough does its town meeting like two months after everybody else. And I don't know why. And we didn't have time before going on the air today to do any research on that. When I wasn't listening to you earlier, I may have done a quick little, like why does Peterborough have their town meeting? But in May, but I didn't, I didn't find any answers. Yeah. So as I said, you know, this episode will probably come out on around the 10th or the 11th. Um, so it'll be past, 
uh, this time by the time it does. But, you know, from where we're sitting right now, tomorrow, Tuesday the 8th, is election day. It's town meeting day in many of the towns in the region. And some of the towns who aren't going tomorrow are going on Saturday of this week. Here in town, we do have, you know, everyone in the Conval School District has Conval elections. So in Peterborough, there are elections, which I am going to drag my ass down and vote vote in, um, for school board and school budget that are happening tomorrow. But everyone else is also doing all of their stuff tomorrow and or this week. And we have two more. Our, our, we don't even know who's, again, this is why we don't know if Bill Taylor's running, because we have a one-week-long filing period that is at the end of this month. And, in fact, <laughs> I don't want to name any names, but <laughs> I was talking to somebody earlier this week who was trying to get some information from our esteemed town clerk about what um, offices are open, like what positions are even open, and and was told um, you can find out when the filing period begins, <laughs> which I, I can't, I mean, again, this is another thing I haven't dug into too much. I can't imagine this information isn't available somewhere else that someone else doesn't know but I don't know where else to go really. And I guess she didn't want to give, or at least she didn't want to give that information to that particular person. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but so we don't know. I don't know exactly what offices are up. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. an alternate on the zoning board. So I know that our chair woman, um, Sharon Monahan is up for reelection and she's going to run. Um, there for the record, I am I am not running for any office this year. Sometimes I like to be a candidate, but this year I'd like to focus on the political coverage. Um, although Zoe's going to straddle both worlds, right? I, yeah, I am. There's there's three seats up on the rec committee, and I think I'll I think I'll try to get back on there. I've been having a fun time since I became a full member. I really like my nameplate, and I would hate for them to have to throw it away. So. You'd probably get to keep it, wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. I mean, if I lose my election in disgrace, <laughs> yeah, I guess you it might depends on the circumstances, it. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, we did we did have a, a conversation about like you know the journalistic ethics here, and the the general feeling was, I don't know if this is true, really, but our our conclusion that we agreed to settle that was that rec committee wasn't controversial enough to preclude you know, Zoe taking a lead role in election coverage, you know, there's some controversies. Yeah. There's some controversies. I think we can't say that for sure until after the filing period. <laughs> yeah. Right. Until we find out who's running for what. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, my ideal would be if my race is uncontested and then I don't really have to worry about it. Right. Right. No, that's going to be an interesting right. Now, are you going to campaign on getting rid of lifeguards at Cunningham Pond? I, it might be part of my platform. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll get very far internally, but there might be, you know, some some good folk of Peterborough who support me populism. on that. Some good populism here. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It's another editorial position of Goman Adnock. Is we're anti lifeguard at Cunningham Pond, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> So anyways, though, you know, this filing period is coming up. We, you know, the general public doesn't even know what positions are open. 
We definitely don't know who's running for those positions, of course, correspondingly. Um, and then there's you now one thing, the, the one thing I will say that I like about this whole deal, and this might be true in the other towns as well. They might've had their filing period in like January, but the cool thing about this is, and I don't know if people know this, but in, in much of Europe, elections are like legally limited by law to legally limited by law. You know what I'm saying here? <laughs> um, they're, they're, they, they're legally restricted to a like six to eight week campaigning period. Like you can't, you're not allowed to run and campaign before that. It's not, it's not permitted. You don't do it. And while that is offensive to my very, you know, red-blooded American views on free speech, because that's, that's really what's at heart here, because you're, you're limiting people's ability to express themselves politically when you prevent them from campaigning. So I'm of two minds on the subject, but of course, especially when it comes to, say, our presidential elections, you know, a two-year campaign season is absurd. It's madness. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for anybody. So I, I really kind of have an affinity, de- you know, secretly, in contrast to my free speech side, that's like, I like this idea of just a, a quick, dignified campaign period that doesn't really give you that much time. Like, I mean... Before you decide to file, you better be printing your materials, basically, because mm. let me tell you, I learned this the hard way last year that my signs came in very, very late in the campaign because it takes a while to get these things printed. And, you know, the, the campaign season is short, so you don't have a lot of time. So you have to bear that in mind. But it's kind of nice because it, it's, it's just it's there and it's over. You know, the signs come and then they are gone. And. That's another thing too. They they will get on you about those signs if anybody sees them anywhere. Like twelve hours after the polls close, they're like, "Go go pick up your signs." I mean, that kind of happened here <laughs> after the after last year's town meeting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were saying in Europe they do that. No, no, no. I mean <laughs> here. No, no, no. I mean that's that's what it's like here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, that's what I mean, I, I was getting the calls being like, go get your F and sign, you know, <laughs> I thought you meant in Europe, they were like, it is a hard stop. <laughs> Nothing political allowed. Do they do yard signs in Europe? I've never, I've never seen a European yard sign, but that just could be my own ignorance. I don't, well, so I, don't know that- I, I was in Copenhagen a couple years ago during election season. Oh, cool. They don't really have yards is the thing right right like but there but there's signs every like plastered everywhere every every public space yeah 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 Yeah, i see i see and there i think there must be some like legal legal requirements about the way that the signs are made at least there because they're all exactly the same design it's like the person's (laughs) name and what they're running for and like their face and they're all like exactly the same except different faces and different you have a good face you, yeah, help distinguish yourself. You and like you, there's like different colors, which I guess were the different parties. I would imagine, yeah. But yeah, yeah. there weren't so, really any bad faces that I recall. So that's good. That's good. But if that's true, it makes it difficult to vote on the basis of a face. If people do that, I, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I mean, if if I were pressed, I'm sure I would have. You know, if I were voting in that race, I'm sure I could have a preference. You know. Yeah, no, no doubt. 
no doubt. <laughs> you didn't really have to think about it in that way, I guess. Right. <laughs> but so I, I enjoy so I enjoy our little European style election that we have. It's kind of nice. And we do, but but I I do and I and I will I, I feel no real compunction against at this point in time, you know, just sort of saying directly that we feel that there may be some limitations and some areas to improve on the election coverage as it stands from existing outlets. And, um, and though, though we're probably a couple weeks away from announcing our actual plans for coverage and, but we, we got some special stuff planned and we really hope to, to, to bring the election out. Like, I mean, like no offense to anybody, but like we were looking at the paper before going on the air tonight, reading about tomorrow's election and nowhere did it. And again, yes, this is, I, I feel ashamed that I don't know this off the top of my head. I should. And I'm sure it was printed in some other issue of the paper somewhere in the past. I still haven't renewed my subscription, whatever. Okay bad on me shame on me for that however if as a citizen i find myself on election eve caught unawares not totally sure who's going to be on the ballot but i have time i have time it's 10 30 at night you know i have 18 hours or so a little more than that to 20 hours maybe yeah 20 hours to figure out if I want to go at the last minute, to figure out who I'm going to vote for and why. It seems to me that that citizen should be able to open the, the latest issue of the newspaper and relatively easy, easily see who the candidates are for each position, right? So yeah. we know all we were able to determine is that there are four candidates for school board tomorrow. But we don't know if there's only one seat, right? Well, we, so what we know is that there are at least four. Okay, at least four. There are four, there are four candidates for school board who sent in their thingy, their like bio to the paper. Yeah. But we don't know if those are the only four. Yeah. And we don't know how many seats there are. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean... I was so frustrated. I was like shaking the paper because I just, yeah. I wanted to know these, these simple things. And it's not even just the, you're right. It should be the most recent paper before election Eve, but it also should be the issue of the paper that runs the candidate profiles should oh, also include that yeah. information. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's a little confusing. Now I, Fortunately, do have enough information to make up my mind unless there's two seats. If there's only one seat and these are the candidates, I am going to stick to my pledge, which I made on the air on this program, that the, the, there is an incumbent who is on there. It is the chair, Tim, I believe we pronounce his last name, Tiberge. It's French. Um, it, because I said, as a somewhat single issue voter at this point in time, that um, the fact that the school board did not in any way resist the lifting of masks when the tide of lifting of masks occurred, that I would vote for their re-election. To show my support for that action, which I kind of 
didn't really expect. So I'm going to stick to that and I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up tomorrow and I'm going to, I'm going to pull that lever for Tim. Um, this is a one year pass for everybody. Um, so the incumbents aren't safe forever, but yeah, this time around you lifted the mask. We're not doing remote shit anymore. Um, I think we can, I think we can, I can give my assent without, without any difficulty or reservation this time around. Um, however, I still should be able to kind of figure that out exactly by looking in the paper. So we, one of the things we definitely intend to do is to have like a, a guide to the candidates and to who's, who's running for what. And, um, and so we'll, we'll definitely have that. And, and that'll be like a, a static page that people can return to mm. uh, sort of like we did for our holiday guide. And so that you, you always know um, at any point in time on the internet, believe it or the internet, which doesn't depend upon a day of publication or an issue or anything like that. The internet, which can host a static page with information that stays the same for people to access at their leisure at any time that they would like. We are going to harness that power from the turn of the century and yeah. <laughs> and have a guide for you to to look at. And then we're 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 certainly again, this is the point where it gets um we, we really can't get too much more specific, but we definitely intend to have um a focus on any of the major contested races, particularly anything related to select board, planning board, or zoning board. Um if rec committee gets heated, we will be doing that as well. And, um, we, we want to, um, make this engaging for everybody and, and, and make it kind of come alive a little bit more. So that is something we're looking forward to. We had this sort of idea in our heads though, that we would do it. We would at least do something for all of the towns. And I'm sorry, we were caught flat footed. This is our bad. Again, this is, I'm not blaming and. I can't entirely blame the newspaper for this. Like this, like, no, um, this is a, a thing that I didn't know that I am ashamed that I didn't know that all of the other towns are having elections now and we are not. So we can't cover these. This episode is going to come out. In fact, after those elections are over and the results tabulated. So sorry, uh, everyone in other towns for that. We will do better next year. And next year, hopefully some of you from other towns will come out of the woodwork. You know, we, I, I will say this, um, you know, when, when embarking upon an endeavor, like, um, taking on go Monadnock and, and doing this thing kind of for the first time, there, there's always going to be like a number of aspirations and plans that we, we really want to do and they are valid, but because of the fact that there's, there's three of us and no money, you know, and this is not like a full-time thing for any of us that, you know, some of those things are going to go undone. And one of the things that we really wanted to do that, that hasn't come to fruition yet, but might over time, it could just be an evolution thing. And again, this is why I say, come out of the woodwork guys. You might be out there already. We, we want you to be a part of this, but we really wanted like a couple of point people in each of the towns that could kind of be like our, our correspondent or our, our line in, you know, our, our special guest from that town, our guide, our Sherpa, whatever, however they want to put it, um, to, to allow us 
to to cover at least provide some kind of coverage because there's definitely interesting things going on you know like you have yeah. like maple syrup wars in temple you have um i mean that's the big thing that i know about i don't know what else is going on and <laughs> that's just that's the first thing that comes to mind though oh i can think of some francis town dramas past that you know would yeah have been sure you know sure to cover Absolutely. So there's little interesting things I know in, in even some of the smallest towns population wise. And we really, we are not being Peterborough chauvinist on purpose here, despite the fact that once in a while we do coverage or host people with views about, you know, like an imperial sort of Peterborough kind of thing. But that aside, we are not... intentionally being Peterborough chauvinistic, we would love to cover the other towns. We don't have the means and we effed up because we had no idea what your election day was. And that's how, that's how out of touch and clueless we are in that regard. So mea culpa. Uh, I don't know what else to say about yeah. that. I do think it's time. an evolution thing though. I have hope, you know, I do too. we'll get there. I we are too. now we're already ahead for next year because we know that elections are in March. Exactly. Town meetings are in and, March. Everywhere and else. ideally, again, knock on wood here, a lot of things could go wrong. Like, you know, well pumps fail and, you know, just things, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. We run out of potassium iodide, you know, all that. So whatever, we're not going to count any chickens. But let's say hypothetically, though, that we, we do a halfway decent job with this coverage. I, I like to think that it might catch the eye of some people in some of the other towns who may remember next year um that that they want they want us to to come around and and be a part of their story too and that's i i sure hope we can do that but i think we'll have an exciting round this year as i keep saying i i've i've adopted um you know i do these things mostly to entertain myself but myself there's only one of me um <laughs> arguably but Lately, anytime, you know, there's been a lot of stories about like, you know, there was this dude in, I forget what town it was, but some like random town north of here who just like shot another guy at the post office in the town. Like they, they were in an argument, like it wasn't like a hit, like it was like an argument and like one guy like hit the other guy's um, mirror on the side of his car and the dude shot him in the back (laughs) as he was walking away. Now he, now he claims he claims that he was trying to shoot in the air and he was not booked for attempted murder. So the cops must have at least sort of believed that because he was charged with assault um, and um, like a like felonious assault, you know, but not not attempted murder, which, you, you know, some sometimes when you shoot somebody in the back, they can charge <laughs> you with that. You know, <laughs> but the guy the, lived. Oh, yeah, he's alive. Oh, wow. he's, he's hurt. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not dead. Okay, yeah. I was like, you're laughing an awful lot about this poor oh, man murdered no, no. in the parking lot here. I still would be making some jokes, but less if the guy had actually... <laughs> <laughs> but, but my overall joke, though, is that I keep seeing... There's a lot of stories like this going on. Things like this just keep happening. And, you know, WMUR is great at, you know, <laughs> keeping t- touch with the the seedier stories of, you know, the, the, the worst side of humanity. And I just have been taking to commenting on all of those articles with just the simple comments of people are tense and they are. And I've been saying this, I don't, I'm sure I've said yeah. this on the air before now, 
Probably more than once, but I'm telling you guys, if you haven't seen it, check it out. This is, we are just a hair's breadth away from season one of The Leftovers in these small towns. And that that's, if you haven't seen it, check it out. People are really tense. And, you know, when people are all really tense, like, you know, just things pop off really easily that perhaps a few years earlier would have been considered beyond the pale and that makes for exciting elections potentially though (laughs) (laughs) it's a good time to be in media so um, (laughs) I wasn't sure where you were going with that but that's great until I got there but um, (laughs) hopefully no back shooting in the tomorrow or in May I'm certainly not saying that I hope that there's any actual um like a shooting war in our elections <laughs> in May. That that would suck. In our in our genteel six-week European election period. I hope that there's no weapon brandishing going on at all. I think I think we can avoid that. But nonetheless, I would anticipate some exciting candidate forums. And who knows? There are certain people I think who could run for like say rec committee that could make that race, one of the more exciting races, uh, if we're being honest. Yes. <laughs> and it's true. That's a, real poss- that's a real possibility. It's a real possibility. He's, he's the, it's the guy you. Talks it's about. you. You're going to run against me and we're. <laughs> well, that would make things exciting. That would really throw a wrench in everybody's plans. Um, I Cause I would lose, but I'm, I would siphon votes from Lord knows who, I mean, you know, um, I don't even think I would take very many of your votes because people would be like, no, I like her better than him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't do that. But like the, the, um, you know, just if anybody's looking for a hint, who is a regular listener of this program, like the, the potential candidate I'm talking about really loves giving gifts to children. <laughs> He's a big fan of making sure that everyone has a warm Christmas and is loved so yeah. we'll see where this takes us heaven help us it's going to be a great time it's going to be one of the one of the highlights of 2022 i have no doubt <laughs> um but on a less tenth note in fact on a um a d de- what, what, what would be the opposite of detensifying like what would you say i don't yeah, know i like that word i do too ten- i think i knew that tension de- relieving yeah, tension relieving note. Why don't we tell our listeners and viewers about one of the other highlights of early 2022? And this is an unmitigated positive. Yes, we are announcing here on the air for the first time, although I think we probably will have announced it online by the time you're listening to this, right? That um, our first, Monadnock Underground's first book publication for, for 2022 is... Sarah Aborn's up-level self-healing workbook. And with this workbook, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be big. It's going to come with lifetime access to video tutorials featuring Sarah herself. It's going to teach meditation techniques, EFT tapping techniques, non-dual tantric yoga. And it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited about it. That was like a flawless, like 
um, like home shopping channel rundown <laughs> off the top of your. We haven't we haven't even practiced our marketing for this yet, and that was just flawless. Um, I don't know if home shopping channel is the vibe that <laughs> we need to stick with, but <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. But still, good good rundown of of all the things. This is a super exciting project to be a part of, and we are um, really honored that um, Sarah chose to partner with us to get this this book that really comes out of her heart and soul um, to partner with us to help get it out into the world. And that's a that that really means, in all seriousness, that really means a lot to all of us. And those of you who follow our our voices page on gomanadnock.com um, are almost certainly familiar with Sarah's monthly columns, which are among the most popular pieces every month on the site. And she is, you know, off the internet, of course, one of the most popular um, and beloved healing practitioners in the town of Peterborough. Um, You know, she has um, Shakti Healing Arts right downtown. And um, anybody who's even walked into that place knows the... um, what she's doing in terms of emanating good vibes um, out of a, a a very sacred corner in the center of town. So um, the fact that she has this book kind of coming out of her and that we get to help um, get it printed is uh, is it's a real treat. And we think that everybody's really going to um, to love this. This is, you know, we ever since um, actually, it was yesterday or today uh, was the two year anniversary of our um, our launch party for our um, our issue number two, which I do. Um, issue number two sold out very quickly, but still got one collector's item here. Um, so when we first started Manadnock Underground, we printed a couple of these really beautiful, glossy um, magazine issues, and they're awesome, and we love them, and we cherish them. However, they are they prove just too expensive and time consuming for us to do with our level of expertise um, really on our own. And so we turned to trade paperbacks and um, well, uh, one, one awesome thing about Sarah's book is that she, she did this design herself. So it's not depending upon us amateurs. She has done a phenomenal job creating an absolute work of beauty that, um, we will be printing on full color glossy paper. So, um, not just a trade paperback here. This is going to be like a, a thing that you would display and refer to time and time again. So we like are every um, page, every yeah. page is beautiful. It's, it, it's like, if you, what it, re- the thing that it reminds me of not to, you know, get, like sycophantic here, but I'm not kidding. Like this is what it reminded me of when I first saw it is like, if any of you have ever um, looked at uh, be here now, Ram Dass's famous book, most of that book is on Brown pages and they're, they're fully illustrated with words kind of cascading around the page and stuff like that. Hers is not quite as abstract and it's not black and white either, which is a nice touch, but it's like that. It's very like what the information that she's conveying is, um, the visual presentation is part of it and Mm -hmm. it's, it's magnificent. It's, it's really wonderful. And I am, um, I'm still blown away that uh, we get to, we get to help do it. So 
by the time this episode comes out, we will have, I think, a, a few sample pages um, that we, um, yeah. just as a little tease we've put out there, but there will be more where that came from. And we're, we're looking at getting this out there sometime in April. So relatively soon, probably um, pre-sale will start at the beginning of April, I think. And, um, and we'll, we'll hopefully have it out by the end of April, early May. And um, so super exciting news there. That is, like I said, an unmitigated positive. It's not, it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's not a mixed bag. Like um, the tension of people contributing to exciting <laughs> elections. No, no, no. Sarah is doing good for all of us, I think, in her work and in her creation here. And um, so really cool. Um, re really, we, we, need, we, need more, uh, we need more things like this, I think. The question is, can, can we get it out in time for everyone to like work through it before the election and just like defuse any of the... <laughs> That's true because based on the timeline that I literally just said, the, the pre-sale is going to be going on throughout the, you know, a good chunk of our European election season. And so, yeah, it's going to come out like right around town meeting. So either before town meeting to chill everybody out before the big day or after town meeting to chill everybody out to process what has occurred and what you liked and what you didn't like. And, you know, when you go through something like a campaign, even if you win, it's an emotionally exhausting experience. So even a hard fought victory can kind of be followed by this like hangover period of, of like, oh, oh my God. So you need this book, bottom yeah. line. Bottom whenever it line. comes out. <laughs> yes, whenever it comes out. And we, we will have more details on that coming out soon. And the pre-sale, um, we'll have a good deal on the pre-sale. Um, so look forward to more. Look forward to more where this came from. Um, yeah, so super excited. And, and we keep, um, we keep just, to, just to give Sarah a little bit of shit, um, we keep trying to get her on the program and she's going to come. She is, she is going to come at some point when the, when the time is right and everything else. Um, but, um, I don't think she would mind a little needling here at the <laughs> end of the plug. So, um, so good stuff there. Um, we also have a couple other things going on. Um, most likely, like I said, this will, this episode will drop the morning of the 10th and, uh, the evening of the 10th, starting at 5 30 PM, we will be camped out at the Peterborough town library for our monthly writer's night out, which is an open mic sponsored by the Peterborough town library. It's an actual event, uh, by the Peterborough town library and Manadnock underground. And it's a very simple concept. Folks show up and we have a sign up sheet people um there's always we always fill up the time and there's always enough time for everyone to go and i think that that is a trend that will continue if we manage it properly we haven't even really had to put limits on people um so far but if attendance keeps going up of course we will need to but that's that's one of them good problems but this month we've got some changes right we do yeah we're gonna we're gonna improve the ambiance we've got some room layout plans and Tea is definitely 100% happening. We keep promising tea and going back on that promise, but we will not. But yeah, we're going to have a nice, we're going to have tables and mood lighting and it's going to yeah. be a little bit, a uh, little bit of a cafe feeling this time around, which I will say <laughs> I don't, credit where credit's due. Corinne 
our our esteemed library director has been encouraging this idea and reminding us that the very very fancy lights in the 1833 room dim sort of like any which way that you want and you have a million combinations of lighting and there's tables in the closet and so we we actually didn't we've been doing this with like bright lights on and everyone seated in chairs with the podium um, and so this is her idea that she's given us a couple of times now. This mm-hmm. time we're going to show up early enough to actually pull it off. Um, and um, so, yeah, so she, she came up with that and we're, she, she's right. It's a great idea. And so we're going to adopt it and it's going to be a blast. We have coffee too. We're going to have some coffee. Yes. Always and coffee. I might even bring some cookies or something, maybe some Oreos. And I think I'll bring cups while we're talking about this out loud oh, because yes. we may have used all of the library's cups. <laughs> the whole stash. Well, we have that we, much coffee at our they open locked that, They locked the kitchen door so we couldn't put them back in. So they got left out, which you know what happens when people when things get left out. Somebody somebody makes a craft with it or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what? That reminds me of that weird string of numbers I found in my library cup last time. I forgot oh, to buy a lottery weird. ticket. Yeah, Zoe got like a secret message in numeric code in her cup somehow and then didn't Talked act on reading it the tea leaves yeah <laughs> reading the coffee paper <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed so that'll be a good time it's really if you want to come out and like hear some different stuff listen you can't go to harlow's no more there's no music there's nothing to do there on a weeknight there's no music there's nothing we can't give you a beer i'm sorry we can't give you a Blair Witch, but we can give you really interesting, creative entertainment um, that you you just regrettably, again, I'm not not looking to outcompete in this regard. In some ways I am, but not this regard. I prefer it. I would prefer it actually if they had the music out there. But 530 to 7 p.m. Uh, this Thursday night. The 10th, come to probably. read or, or come to listen. Come to read or come to listen. And, uh, and we'll have, um, like Bill's going to be there. Bill Mullen's going to be there. He's going to be, you know, I don't want to give away all of our secrets, but he's going to be another book release, um, later this year. Um, we actually, we've, we've talked about this pretty openly, um, several times. So this isn't, this might be a surprise to our listeners, but not anybody we've written it down. He, so he's got a road novel set in the eighties. Um, it's really kind of got a unique, uh, unique, um, a unique voice and it, it's a unique chronicle because of the time period that it's set in. I don't, I, I think I'm not alone in saying that when I think of the 1980s, I do not think of like a neo hippie road trip. Um, it's kind of, I kind of think of the opposite of that. Um, so it's really about what it's like to be doing that kind of journey sort of out of place and out of time. So really interesting, mm-hmm. really interesting book. We've been working on it off and on for like over a year uh, with Bill so this has been a known plan for quite some time, but in any case, not going to give away the timing on his book just yet, but he's going to be there reading excerpts from the book. He's actively at work on it. In fact, I've given him, I have just this week given him a firm cutoff of um, April 1st, not nice. an April Fool's prank, not a prank. This is a real deal. April 1st, he's got a, he has to deliver to me his draft and he can't make any more edits in it um, because we're going to start our editing and that's, that's the way it's going to be. But in any case, he's going to be there with his stuff. He loves feedback. He's a great reader. He likes to read later in the night. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. 
And on that note, Monadnock Underground is also open officially for submissions for our spring season. Very exciting. We've got it. We've had a, quite a few come in already. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, that's um, all secret from me still. So I don't know. It is well, yes, because flowing <laughs> I in. Just put all this organized for Zoe last week when my water failed and I didn't get anything done for days. So that's on my docket for this week. But um, the the period we we have a a you know Peterborough candidate filing period is only for a week. We have um, our our um, submission period is over a month, though. We're, we're open from the 1st of March all the way through the 10th of April. And as always, as somebody who is perennially behind and perennially late on everything, we, we, we say that we've said this every time we have a deadline. Very few people take us up on it, but some have, some have, but very few. But if you have an awesome thing cooking, and, and you know it's for us, and you really want to get it out there, right? And you're not going to be done by April 10th. Email us and tell us that and sell us on it. You know, we're not automatically going to give you an extension, but we haven't, we haven't said no yet either, though. So give us a good, a good, tell us a good story. And, you know, if it's worth it, we'll give you a little bit of extra time because the actual season's going to run. We're going to run our first piece on April 15th and it's going to run all the way to June 15th. So we're going to have about eight or nine weeks in there of brand new, awesome stories, essays, poems, any kind of writing that you can think of. And we want yours to be one of them. So hop in. That's, that's submit at monadnockunderground.com is where to email that. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I think we were gonna we were gonna give you guys a tip off on one of the other things that we have cooking. That's a little hint right there. <laughs> it has to do with food. <laughs> but you know what? We're at almost an hour. Let's make them wait another week. You know, we've we've oh we've we've made a lot of news. Yeah, we've made a lot of we've made a lot of news this this episode. Let's let's save. We got to save something for ourselves. Yeah, and next week we'll have something more fully baked to announce. Indeed. Indeed. That's another hint. <laughs> it's going to be meaty and cheesy. <laughs> so, on that note, um, thank you for joining us tonight. This has been a wonderful time in the Space Lounge, um, and it's great to be back after a, after a, just a, a, week, a week breather to do, to do some mindless sports and special thanks, as always, goes out to our producer and sound lord, Chad Patterson, at studio117.net.net. He also has a band called Down by Ten. Someone mistakenly attributed the name Down by Ten to saying that because they are dads, they are down to bed by 10 o'clock. Incorrect. Incorrect. I commented back when that was suggested and said, I thought I just kind of assumed that it meant that you were like a sports team that was down by 10 points. And he's like, that's actually what it is. So that's what it means. But they are your like dad rock, yacht rock, any kind of rock between like, what do they say? The sixties and the, the, I like it actually, because they say the six between the sixties and the aughts, they don't really give you the option for like the last like 15 or so years of music, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. They should, you know what? 
guys, there's, there's no need. There's no need. But besides, they, I mean, well, and also, also, in, in total fairness, I mean, like, these, this is a band with, like, you know, like a guitar and stuff. And there's not, there's not much after that that's guitar-centric for right. them to really be playing anyway. So in any case, though, these guys will play whatever the hell you want for your party, your, um, your union induction, your, your magazine mitzvah, release, your magazine release. Anything you can think of. We we here are just looking for an excuse to hire them at some point. We're trying. We're trying. Our we, we've had a couple of ideas. I haven't been able to to bake them yet either. But we're gonna get them out here at some point. But they are they're actually booking. They've they've had um they've had a get at least one gig so far. I mean they just formed. And I think they have like at least now like getting up to like half a dozen on the books. Um so Great stuff. Chad is a wonderful guy. He does this for us for free, but he does provide services related to sound and recording and mixing and production and things like that through Studio 117. So whether it's a band you need or whether you need someone to master some tracks for your band or produce your podcast or whatever else people need to do with sound, which is well outside of my area. Chad's very good at this. He's got a phenomenal home setup, and he's he's one of the best guys I've ever worked with. So he's a pleasure. So look him up. All this stuff's going to be in the show notes, but thank you, Chad. Sam will be back with us. Soon we're going to have Ed Walker on. Lots of exciting stuff to come. Thank you, everybody. Until we return together again in the Space Lounge, I implore you, no matter how tense things get, Take good advice.